Hey guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CPD Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. I'm Abadat, your host for today, and I will be speaking with a very talented Dr. Clarence or Clary Tam. So Dr. Tam is originally from Canada, where she completed her Doctor of Dental Surgery and General Practice Residency in Pediatric Dentistry. Today, she's focusing more on restorative and cosmetic dentistry. She's actually one of the immediate past chairperson and director of the New Zealand Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. She's also the one of the only two Asia who are board certified accredited members of the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. So as you can see, she's got a lot of expertise and experience. So let's find out how she's gotten where she is today. Hi, Dr. Tam. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks about that. Thank you. So having obtained your dental degree in Canada, uh, what CPD did you take in New Zealand to kind of get into things? Cool. Hey, about that. I uh, just wanted to say thank you so much to you and Umid for obviously like having me on the show. I'm pretty stoked. And uh, looking at your feet and stuff like that made me really kind of miss home and stuff. So um, it's really it's really cool to kind of like link up with another Canadian abroad, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, I came over and stuff. And, you know, like in New Zealand, of course, you know, the CPD pool was kind of limited, you know, um, but the borders were open at that time. So I wanted to dabble in everything, keeping in mind that my GPR or my general practice residency in Toronto was at SickKids, which is a hospital for sick children. So it was a heavily pediatric rehabilitation focused program. So while I had that and it really nailed my workflows and you know, like my routine and everything like that, and even down to my notes, um, in terms of clinical skill and capability, I still wasn't sure where I wanted to focus my energy. So I pretty much dabbled in everything. I remember one of the first courses I took was a CERIT course in Australia. It was like a three-day event. And I think I saw James Klim speak and that was really impressive. And I was like, okay, well, his restorations are pretty sick. And I thought, okay, well, that'd be pretty cool. So I came back and, you know, luckily the, uh, the, the boss I was working for um, had a CERIT. And, you know, I started milling some stuff and it didn't look like that. <laughs> and it didn't fit like that. And I was like, you know, I don't know, this isn't really for me. And I really started to kind of like, you know, focus on, you know, what I could control. And so that's like composites and everything like that. And, you know, I, I started, I started, I guess, like delegating the indirect aspect to people I thought were better than me at making it and me just controlling the direct aspect and the direct aspects. I mean, if you look back at afternoon tea picks, like, you know, from, from 10 years ago, it's like, you know, pretty rudimentary you know, you could say essential lines or whatever and stuff. And, you know, obviously things have grown from there, but I dabbled in everything from, from orthodontics to, to CEREC and everything. And, you know, I did like growth orthodontics, functional orthodontics, and I got some pretty cool results, even like working on some um, adopted family members here in New Zealand. However, I could never finish a case as wickedly as an orthodontist. And so I thought, hey, you know, I don't want to do, I'm, I'm quite OCD, right? As you know, like every second mm -hmm. crack, I got to jump over that. I'm just joking, I don't. But you know, like I, I, 
like I have an eye for detail and I'm unwilling to compromise on a lot of things. So the only type of orthodontics like that I do now is kind of like digital aligners, you know, for anterior aesthetic alignment, pre-prosthetic and things like that, as opposed to full class corrections and things like that, where, you know, with elastic wear, because I guess if you amortize down, it also is also a cost benefit ratio. If you don't want to be poor, if you don't want to be licking park benches for calories, right, which is the same I normally say, then you got to make sure that, you know, are you billing your target, you know, I guess, amount per unit time? Are you doing something that makes you happy? Are you doing something that stresses you out? Like for you, you might be awesome at surgicals, right? And fantastic. That's really great. And for you, you've got more of a surgical slant. So for me, I've got more of a restorative slant. We work really good together. Hit me up when you graduate. You know, I'm just <laughs> making this up. I really don't know what yeah. your focus actually is. So I tried, like, for example, um, like I did a like, like, like an implant course with Nobel Biocare and David Rossler in Sydney and um, with Michael Danish Meyer here. And, you know, like, I, I think Michael is part of the guide program now. And so pretty much I placed implants under supervision and I placed a few in practice as well, but I was just like, well, you know, this is kind of, I don't know, not really cowboy territory, but I didn't really have the numbers and the experience and the over the shoulder guidance that you needed on a semi-continual basis to get running and get yourself off the ground and, you know, get competent at that particular thing. So I, pretty much controlled what I could control. And that was direct dentistry, you know, and I wanted, like, I really like cosmetic dentistry and I don't know when this happened, but I remember when I was a child, I was walking in the way, like, you know, I lived in Richmond Hill, Ontario. And I was just like, well, mom's like, well, you know, you're in dentistry now, you know, I thought it was dentistry or plastic surgery. And I said, well, I got into dentistry, you know, I didn't even, so I was just like, okay, let's, um, I don't know. She goes, so what do you want to do? You want to be a surgeon? Cause I guess like for every Asian pa uh, parent, it's like, whoa, you know, like the more blood and guts you actually produce during your job, you know, the more important you are or something like that. And I said, no, I'm going to be a cosmetic dentist. And I didn't even know what that meant at the time. I was like, does that mean people giving people whiter teeth? Does that mean, you know, giving people like, you know, veneers? I mean, I really didn't even think I knew what a veneer was at that time, but I knew I wanted to make people feel good about themselves and to lift their confidence. So for me, that was first and foremost. And yeah, I tried the whole surgical thing to try to make my parents proud do you know what I mean like yeah. you know I place like implants I place mini implants and you know I place mini implants at a time that I still think that they're experimental a little bit and they're not just used for temporary anchorage devices like you can use them to like secure I guess like complete dentures on patients with budgetary constraints and things like that so I mean I tried all that and then I was like am I comfortable with this am I not and then you slowly find your niche or your niche mm -hmm. if you will and, and, and for me, that was, you know, where I went to a meeting um, in Boston. My first meeting of the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry was in 2012, it was in Boston. And it just so happened that I'd read up about the organization before and I knew that they had a really grueling accreditation process. So for me, that was um, like, I, I studied for it and they had this whole library of books you had to kind of, you know, reference and like study from in journals and you had to take the written exam. And if you pass a written exam, you take like, you know, kind of um, two requisite courses before you're able to submit and you earn the right to submit cases for grading. So this whole process of accreditation we'll talk about later, but truly that is probably the single most important piece of CPD or process or protocol 
that I successfully passed. And that has changed me as a practitioner, it has changed me as a person. And it affects, you know, your confidence. It shows you real highs and real lows. It's a real, like, like it's a real bipolar experience, really, truly. It's good and, that you um, found your focus and stuck to it though. Correct, correct. But that's mainly anterior aesthetics, right? And I guess like for posterior aesthetics, for me, that's just important. Like creating singleum details on like, you know, upper cuspids or, or, or yeah, just like that really appeals to me. Recreating that lingual, that palatal, um, that palatal axial line angle is like really attractive. You know, it really turns me on because I'm old. That's weird, but it should turn everyone on, I feel. And having that palatal angle <laughs> here is just as important as having the line angle on the facial and things like that. So yeah, it's important that you, you, try to, you try to dabble in everything initially, and then you find out what you're comfortable with, what you're not. Do I do a lot of endo? No. Do I like endo when I, when I do it? Yeah, I take my time on it. Am I gonna become like a millionaire or a billionaire or a trillionaire? Doing endo, negative, <laughs> negative, not gonna, happen. not gonna happen, right? You know, like I, I remember like, you know, it's just a few weeks ago, right? I was working on a, on, on, on a known party, like a friend. And I was just like, well, you know, I couldn't get that wicked tug back, you know, like in my final wet MGP try-in. And I was just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy. I can't do this. I can't do this. And the patient's like, are we done yet? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I have you for another hour. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to send this out because I cannot be bothered doing that. That's like, you know, it's very frustrating for me when I'm not able to do things to a certain standard. So mm-hmm. I was, um, yeah, you got to pick and choose and yeah, find your, find your, like your happy place, find your cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, okay, yeah. so you also spoke about how earlier that you have two dental practices of your own. And so how long did you work for an, as an associate before that? I worked as an associate for about five years or so. And then, um, you know, I was abused by, well, I mean, like the first dentist I worked for, I mean, you know, I don't know if it's like some sort of like, you know, grandfather complex or something. You know, you know how, I don't know, like, do you need to be beat down in order to like, you know, be better? I don't think that is the case at all. I mean, I don't really, my my grandfather never beat me, just clarification. Um, But I just don't think that, you know, the emotion of emotion is necessary for progression. You know, I I really don't think that that really works well. I think um, like an environment of encouragement and is, 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 is really, really critical for building self-confidence. So you asked me, am I a really self-confident person on the outside? I might seem like I'm really, really extroverted, really confident on the inside. You know, I'm still, I'm still building. Does that make sense? I'm still, yeah, I'm still booting, building my boost. It sounds weird, but, but yeah, I mean, I am, yeah, I, I forget where this was going, but yeah, you don't need to. So my first boss, was an asshole. Any, anyhow, um, but am I allowed to say that on TV? I'm not on TV. I know this is just the internet. Anything goes. So like, you know, I do like wax ups, you know, at the last minute, write articles and everything like that. And, you know, he'd just be like, you know, guess what you're doing this weekend? I'm like, what? you're going to write an article. I'm like, on what? And then he's like on whitening and the dynamics of whitening. I'm like, okay, cool. How many words, you know, what format? On Monday morning, I'd go in and I'd say, here it is. And he's like, what are you giving that to me for? I'm just like, what? You asked me to write it. And then he's kind of time for that kind of carry on. And I was like, you can right now, you know, like, look at, anyways, anyways. And then well, I found, like, you're your own boss now then. <laughs> right. Correct. Yeah. I don't want to belabor the point, but thank God for that. <laughs> and I try to be like a different boss. 
Meaning mm -hmm. like, I think that in business, in a practice, I think that everybody should know how to do everything. And what I mean by that is like, I try to set an example, like it, you know, like I'll come in the morning, I'll set up the helix test, you know, like I will set up trays from the autoclave that haven't been set up and stuff like that. Like you need to know how to, you know how to turn down your chair, yeah. you know how to, you know, flush your, like your lines out, like, you know, the type of dentist that will not wash their own cups or dishes in the sink. I don't ever want to be that person. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So always have an air of humility and always kind of have mm -hmm. an air of curiosity in terms of everything you do. So speaking of curiosity, so then when you switch from being an associate to like the principal dentist, yeah. did you see any change in the type of CPDs you were taking? Yeah, I think that's the point when I actually decided to go with the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry and say, hey, look, you know, I'm going to invest in like certain articulators, like face bows and, 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 and things like that. I can get whatever equipment I wanted. I can use like whatever hand pieces I wanted. I can buy like a million dollar chair, you know, thing, things like that. I could really practice dentistry how I wanted to. And, um, you know, at the same time, um, you know, I was experimenting with more and more materials and everything like that so I got into publishing and developing prototypes and you know that's carried on to today so it's it's really it's really given me the confidence you know like like you're in dental school right so mm -hmm. I remember like you know like my parents funded like they want to fund everything but I was just like hey look you know for for dentistry and stuff like that I should actually pay for it myself right so oh, wow. the first the first moment when you're actually when you know you're an adult is when you take your student loan money, right? And you get a lot of blahs or whatever, and you buy a head of broccoli and you're like, whoa, it's not on booze, right? It's not on Mike's heart or whatever, you know, it, it's on broccoli. And Healthy like, food. I, don't like, I don't even like vegetables. And here's the thing, I'm buying broccoli, right? So, so I mean, it's, um, you're able to, it gives you another degree of freedom when you're spending your own money. And then that makes you think twice. And then you're just like, okay, well, what do I want to spend my money on? You know, and it's exciting because initially everything's a business expense. You're going to be buying everything from trains, planes, and automobiles. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's going to be a good time. So I look forward to graduating anyway, but have that hunger. Like, do you know what you want to do? Um, I guess like post, post-grad. Yeah, I'm just looking into being like a general dentist and then hopefully just doing more of like orthodontic work. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so you, so you have an inkling of what you want to do, which is really, really yeah. good. So yeah, I, I really encourage you to just like really go head first into it and just like let your passion drive you. I think that's that's really, really cool. And you might find that you're good at something else as well and that dovetails nicely into your ortho. So for yourself, were you always kind of like into cosmetic dentistry or is that something that kind of grew as you like learned more about it? something I grew, I definitely got inspired at the AACD meetings and I, I went there and I was just like, wow, look at this quality of work, look at the standard. And you know, like, how do you break it down? So part of the examination criteria is like there's 72 criteria that you can fail on. And let's just say it's a minor fault. And you're thinking, holy smokes, it has everything from, you know, like, you know, the value to like, you know, like too monochromatic to, to, to like your line angles are off to, it's, it's mental, your texture is different. And it's, it's so insane, um, you know, or periodontally, if there's like a little bit of localized mild marginal erythema, then you're just like, ah, oh, you know, that's a minus two and you're allowed minus oh. eight before you fail. So you're thinking, okay, well, you know, I can get three faults, it's minus six, one more, 
you know, there's a fail. That's a minor fault, it's a major fault, it's a negative four. And you're thinking, I can only get negative eight. But then if your case looks real bitching and stuff like that, you get a plus one and you're like, whoa, sick. I was negative eight. And then now I got, I'm banking on that plus one because I think cohesively it looks good, you know? So um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really, really humbling, you know, to, to, to submit a case and you put your heart and soul behind it. You got the patient back 16 times, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, because it's, it's like so many things that you want to kind of improve. Like if you're doing your implant case, which is case type three, you might put the patient in provisionals for like, like, like a provisional implant crown molding, sculpting the soft tissue, trying to get it absolutely perfect. And then you bring them back, bring them back, bring them back. And then like, I don't know, you insert the final and the value might be a little bit low or like, you know, there's something, something weird with the symmetry and all of a sudden like, you know, okay. And then you, you, and you're making a deadline and you're like, here's a submission it's in, you know, oh my God, oh my God. And you get it back and you get this letter in the mail and it's like, or this email. And then it's just like, eh, eh. you know, and you're just like, oh, you know, and it's not that it costs like a lot of money to submit and stuff like that. It's, it's your heart and soul, you know, and you got to pick yourself, you got to pick yourself off the ground and you got to start again. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a really humbling experience, but it accelerates your growth like no other. Like no other. So, is there any CPD that you took that you felt like you didn't really implement? For sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, of course, I of course took like a whole bunch of um, orthodontic CPD. Um, I implemented that for a period of time. Um, the implant one I didn't really implement, but I want to, and I tell you why because like this perio cross interface really appeals to me. So before COVID, I was accepted into NYU's um, implant fellowship program, two year two year oh, wow. program. And the thing is like, I was supposed to be away in NYC. How much is tuition? Uh, 125 American a year, not including board or like, you know, I wanted to fly home like, you know, every month, not gonna happen. You know what I mean? And so the opportunity cost was gonna be astronomical. So, but I wanted to, you know, for me, formal training is always really, really critical. Having done like the Nobel Biocare like implant module or curriculum, I felt like maybe that didn't give me enough exposure. And if I really wanted to place implants and I could do the implant fellowship at any number of universities and, um, or I could do like a kind of a year long course, like a diploma course, like Misa Habibi's course in Perth, like the Implant Institute or similar, you know, using different implant brands. And they have like kind of a little trip that you go overseas to the Caribbean and you, 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 you give them the gift of your inexperienced implant placement um, and hope to God that peri-implantitis doesn't plague them. So there's, there are these things you know, that, um, that I plan to do next in my career. I feel like I really wanna control grafting. Like for example, my, my friend Andrew Chang does really beautifully. And um, like I, I know that Andrew took Missa's course as well over in Perth and of course, having great mentors is really, really important as well. So I know that, you know, um, yeah, so, so, so that is the next stage. If I'm able to control the sashimi from the soft, you know, from the soft palate, you know, and you're able to kind of create really beautiful immediate placement setups where, you know, you can heal at the same time and you can sculpt the soft tissue at the same time. That's lovely to me. And that's, that's another degree of control that I'm looking to have as opposed to kind of send it off. Cause the periodontist, truth be known that I use right now, he is like a ninja, he is the best. I've never seen such beautiful parallelism. I mean, and such beautiful, like you can place, you know, even now we have 
the luxury of screw angle correction up to 45 degrees using like dynamic abutment solutions or whatever, this guy can literally smash out an Astra. It's like so straight, straight through the single. I'm like, oh my gosh, who are you? Not guided. And well, he says it's guided, he doesn't really use it, but he's like almost 70. He's almost wow. 70, but he is a man, you know, like he is absolutely amazing. It could be a woman as well. I'm just saying like, he just happens to be a male, which is fine, um, but he's really cool. So anyways, so, but I digress, you know, he's going to retire one day and I'm going to be like, do I trust your replacement or, you know, am I going to start to dabble in this first? And with, of course, digital scanning and CBCT and everything like that, it can be guided. And so you can have a greater degree of predictability. So it is like technology is your mentor to a certain extent, you know, and oh, yeah, it is definitely. a safety buffer for sure. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a nerve, don't plan to hit it, you know, like, <laughs> Well, hopefully. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Too many coffees. No, that's why I don't drink coffee during the week. It's not a good situation. <laughs> okay. Well, Dr. Tam, it was so lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Uh, much, please I'm let glad. our audience know where they can find you online. Of course. Um, you know, obviously at Clary underscore T on Instagram. Um, or Dr. Clarence Tam, Cosmetic and General Dentistry on Facebook. If you guys want to um, check out my new product, Bite Lab, bite.lab.nz on Instagram. It's a ceramics mis- it's a ceramics mixing tray. That's like a really wicked design and it'll revolutionize the world. <laughs> so check it out. No, it really well. It really well. It's like the sickest design. And it's That's incredible. Amazing. It weighs two kilos and it comes in a little pizza box because we're sustainable. Okay, well, that's perfect. And I'm sure everyone, please go follow her and check out her stunning work. Um, And I also just want to reiterate once again that um, on cpdjunkie.com, you can find the most comprehensive CPD directory. So anything from different types of speakers, different locations, and it's all totally free. And you can also get access to deals and discounts to CPD that you're absolutely going to love. So head on over to cpdjunkie.com and register today. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today and I hope you have a good night. Uh, Be sure to turn on the post notifications for CPD Junkie so that you can find out who our next guest will be. And it was lovely talking to you and I hope you have a nice day. You as well. Thank you again. Have a good night, guys. See ya. (laughs) 